0: Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station.
1: With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Former
2: Hurricane Florence continues to pound the Carolinas with drenching rains. More than two feet of rain has fallen in some places, and there's been life-threatening flash flooding. As a result, thousands of people living near North Carolina's rising rivers have now been ordered to evacuate. Mitch Colvin is the mayor of Fayetteville.
1: If you are in these areas, this is a serious, life-threatening matter. If you are refusing to leave during this mandatory evacuation, then you need to do things like notify your legal next of kin because the loss of life is very, very possible.
2: Officials say the state could be in for the most disastrous flooding in its history. As evacuation orders are being carried out, FEMA is conducting rescue and recovery efforts. Authorities say the death toll from Florence has now reached at least five. This is SRN News.
0: Joe Walsh sees the Democrats grasping at straws. Senate Democrats referred a letter to the FBI about Brett are you sitting down supposedly the letter has to do with a woman that brett Kavanaugh dated in high school high school you serious the joe walsh radio program weeknights at 11 on am 1280 the patriot intelligent radio am
2: 1280 the patriot intelligent radio for the twin cities On this warm Saturday, more on that forecast in just moments. More of the Narn comes your way in just moments as well, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot, and on our free mobile app. Don't have that mobile app yet? Download it. Again, as mentioned, it's free. You can take The Patriot with you wherever you go around the world. For the remainder of the day today,
3: sunny, a daytime high of 89. Tonight, clear, an evening low of 69.
0: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson. KF 1280
2: The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of The Narn. Thanks as always for tuning in the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone call at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. And uh, also uh, check us out on the web LookTrueNorth.com That is your center-right hub for conservative thought Here in the Twin Cities Half of the state of Minnesota Ah, What the heck, Upper Midwest LookTrueNorth.com Where Mitch and I both contribute And as always, we appreciate your support Appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast today I do want to get to our first guest of the uh, broadcast. I want to welcome to the show uh, Raheel Raza. If you, have, Some of you folks here in the Twin Cities might be familiar with that name. She was actually here in uh, Minnesota earlier this year speaking at an event uh, to our uh, Minnesota legislature. Uh, Ms. Raza is a Clarion Project Advisory Board member, a founding member of the Muslim Reformer Movement and International Human Rights Activists. Uh, She has been invited to speak to governments around the world, including the U.S. Congress, U.K. House of Lords, Canadian Parliament, Swedish government, and the United Nations. We're here to talk specifically today about how Iran's mullahs have been, uh, well, for lack of a better word, trumped by President Trump's decision to withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal uh, that is uh especially relevant today considering we've uh heard former Secretary of State John Kerry engaging in uh, shall we say, some shadowy diplomacy to try to uh encourage the Iranians to wait out Donald Trump and perhaps, I don't know, get a new nuclear deal. Who's to say? But uh regardless, we are honored to welcome at this time the aforementioned uh Rahil Raza. Miss Raza, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you for being on today.
4: Thank you. Thank you
2: for having me. We appreciate your time, uh, definitely. Uh, do you remember your visit to uh, to our lovely uh, city, uh, St. Paul, earlier this year, Ms. Raza? we were glad to have you. That is for certain. Thank you.
4: Thank you. That was quite an interesting and challenging visit. Not everybody was happy that I was there speaking to government <laughs> well,
2: officials. Yeah, we will. Dis- we will certainly uh, discuss that uh, during our conversation. <laughs> that is uh, for sure. Uh, uh, all I will say is, uh, if there are certain people who oppose what you're doing, Miss Raza, uh, to me, I look at that as an endorsement uh, given uh, some of the individual. But again, <laughs> we will certainly uh, get into that a little bit, uh, Miss Raza. We wanted to have you on to discuss uh, specifically. Uh the uh, Iran nuclear deal. Some people might say, you know, it's old news. Uh, the United States pulled out of that deal in early May. But like I say, it, it's uh, still relevant continuing. Well, I mean, whenever there's human rights abuses, as has been taking place in Iran, it's always going to be uh, a relevant topic. This is something that you uh, supported uh, our president uh, partaking in, and that is withdrawing from the deal because of the, uh, uh, the heavier sanctions that have now been levied against Iran. Why don't you kind of discuss... Uh, some of the issues that have been going on there, and why uh, outfits such as some uh, folks within the United Nations are so hesitant to broach this particular topic, Rahil Raza.
4: Well, what is old news is the fact that Iran has been involved in blatant human rights violations. Now, I should clarify right at the top that when I speak of Iran, I differentiate between the people of Iran, yes. the ones who are suffering, and the regime. Yes, It is a regime that is corrupt. And it is uh, the regime that we are talking about here. Now, I've been accredited with the United Nations Human Rights Council for the last five years, and I've been going there twice a year. And even though I am not Iranian myself, it's when I went to the UNHRC that I met the dissidents and I read the amnesty report, and I found out how much of this human rights violation has been taking place. Now, the, the UN was, is also aware of it, and at that point, uh, this was three years ago, they were trying to send a repertoire into Iran to find out more about these uh, human rights violations because, you know, they clamp down on the media, they hide the news, they didn't want the world to know. But Iran did not allow the repertoire to come into that country because they didn't want this to be exposed. But, you know, we live in, in the days of the internet, the world is a global village, and of course there are many, many thousands of Iranians, uh, Iranian dissidents outside of Iran, and through them and with our work with them, we know that this regime has really violated human rights, and it actually violates the human rights of its own citizens. And this is what is so ironic, you know, they persecute the minorities in Iran, they persecute the LGBTQ community, and, you know, I'm also a women's rights activist, and in this year of 2018, Iranian women are arrested and jailed and tortured for just uncovering their hair on the streets. So... You know, when I first found out about these violations, and of course the world has known about it, what shocked me even more was the fact that the Western world and the leaders were quiet about it. Mm -hmm. And this was a time when uh, President Obama was uh, very wishy-washy on the issue, and he very kindly let billions of dollars flow back into Iran, wow. none of which, by the way, filtered down to the people, right. were absorbed in the coffers of the regime. And what does the regime do with with this money? They support and fund terrorism. Right. They support and fund Hamas and Hezbollah, and they fund their militias abroad. So you would think that any Western leader who is reasonable and who is intelligent enough. Would
2: say you know we don't need to do business with Iran anymore. And I want because, to you know sure I I want to get as I say I wanted to get to, you you alluded to the fact that uh, uh, women the ramifications that they face just for removing their their hijab and that goes specifically to the end of twenty seventeen uh, obviously before the United States uh, pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal but there were some very vigorous protests. I think there were hundreds of thousands across the the country chanting, you know, we don't want the Islamic Republic and cleric shame on you, let go of our country. And, you know, I, I, I suppose it probably makes you chuckle, Miss Raza, when you see, I know you you love him at Canada, but you certainly are privy to what's going on down here. When people talk about a resistance to president Trump, well, women in Iran, moving their hijab job and protesting the regime, that's a true resistance, Rahil Raza. And, uh, I, I have to say, yeah. in watching that, what do you suggest? How do you suggest that that's how they can be aided? Because that's something that seems to me would be ripe for an opportunity for those that uphold Western values to to possibly intervene.
4: So you've got Western uh, feminist movements, you've got the me Too movement, you've got you've had the um, you know million women march against President Trump, but where is the rally and demonstration and the march against the, uh, you know, the actions of the Iranian regime against their women? I was waiting to see how much of this would, uh, you know, would would show a response. But there hasn't been that kind of a response, and that is very disappointing. Because, you know, the so-called Western feminist movement, uh, does not want to touch these issues because they're happening maybe in another country, in another culture. They're people who are part of uh, another faith. But when we say that we stand up for human rights or anyone who says that, it has to be across the board for everyone. Sure. And so um, we need need to show our support, because while we can't be in Iran physically? We need to stand up and show our support. Now, what is happening in Iran is that millions of people are demonstrating in the streets all over Iran, in the smallest towns, from truck drivers to students. And a large part of Iran's population is under 35. These are young people who are just sick and tired of the sanctions imposed by the regime, of the control, um, you know, of the, the forced religiosity. They want freedom, like everyone else in the world. They just want freedom and democracy. They want to live their lives as they decide. And I think that that's a right that every human being should have. You know, we who live in the West, and I am an immigrant to the West, sometimes forget how much we take for granted. So, uh, you know, President Trump just has to cough and it becomes a a Russian collusion. But the the point is that the same people who rally on the streets are not looking at what is happening in Iran and in that part of the world. So we need to be more cognizant uh, of the issues there and make ourselves aware and support the people. who Because the best change and the biggest change comes when the people themselves decide that they want uh, to change the regime. And I believe that is what is going to bring about the change that is much, much needed, the reform that is needed.
2: Once again, we are uh, having a a very insightful chat with Raheel Raza. She's a founding member of the Muslim Reformer Movement and international human rights activist, Pakistani by birth, currently a Canadian citizen. Uh, Ms. Raza, we do need to take a short break. Are you available to hold for another segment? Yes, of course. Okay. Again, we will continue our discussion with Rahil Raza after the uh, commercial break. And if you'd like to weigh in, 651 289 4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNShow, hashtag NARN Show. Coming up with another segment on the broadcast, me, Brad Carlson, in for Mitchburg and the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
5: You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Ineedmorehair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at Ineedmorehair.com. Ineedmorehair.com.
3: <laughs>
0: Join Center of the American Experiment at the 2018 Fall Briefing, featuring one of the nation's most distinguished defenders of individual rights, Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz will share thoughtful analysis of freedom of speech in an era of increasingly divisive
2: and hostile political rhetoric. The Fall Briefing will be held October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts in St. Paul. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. Every
0: day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. I'm proud
6: to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud
0: to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect.
7: our proud I- to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
2: AFreserve.com. Welcome back, AM1280 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, it's me, Brad Carlson. Filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Mitch Berg. Fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. Regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing our discussion with Rahil Raza, she, a Clarion Project Advisory Board member, a founding member of the Muslim Reformer Movement, and international human rights activists. Uh, We talked much of the first segment about the human rights abuses taking place in Iran and why it was a good thing that President Trump withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal, uh, particularly one that enriched the Iranian mullahs, none of the, uh, which the enrichment uh, spread down to the citizens of Iran. Uh, Dr. Raza, I did want to um, move to a, a different subject here. You know, we alluded to your visit here in uh, in Minnesota earlier this year, and you spoke to our legislature, and I know there were prominent uh, le- legislators that chose not to uh, attend your particular talk, and one of the criticisms of yours is that is that you spoke out against jihad, and the so- Southern Poverty Law Center even uh, con- uh, even condemned your rhetoric. Which, for my money, if the Southern Poverty Law Center is against you, I'm for you. Uh, I'm just, that's just me. I'm just uh, I'm just talking from that context. But my thing is, is when you hear of radical Islamic elements taking place whether it be al-Qaeda whether it be ISIS one of the common talking points we hear as well if more devout they use the phrase moderate muslims were to speak up perhaps we could get more action and i would think someone like yourself uh ms raza it when bring, broaching these particular issues would be someone that would be chose to be that could be an ally for this particular movement and yet for your efforts, you're still condemned by some of these folks as as part of a hate group, as part of extreme rhetoric. What was that all about?
4: Well, you see, this is the challenge that we as reformist Muslims face. Uh, When there is a terrorist attack, there is always this big question, you know, where are the moderate Muslims, Mm -hmm. where are the Muslims who care. And then right. when we speak out, we are planned for being anti-Islam. Now, I'm a practicing, observant Muslim. Right. The work that I do for reform is from within the faith, because the change has to come from within the faith. We have to look at, you know, laws that need to be changed. We need to bring Muslims into the 21st century. We need to, to change the way in which they interpret and, and practice the faith. This is all part of our mission and vision. Now, uh, the fact that you have a regressive left, the fact that there is political correctness, which is absolutely choking free speech, is such a huge problem today. Because you can't call a spade a spade. What else will I call a jihadist ideology except (laughs) a jihadist ideology? And it is better coming from me than it is from you, because you'll always be labeled a racist. You'll always be called an Islamophobe. And this, unfortunately, is the crisis of dialogue. This is the crisis of communication that we are facing Because we have to, as Muslims, stand up and speak out. And we encourage all the Muslims that we know, the ones that we work with, that, you know, you have to stand up and be counted. You have to stand up and speak out and take some of the responsibility, if not all. I know that there are wheels within wheels and, you know, there are insidious relationships that the Western leaders have with countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar and uh, Iran. Uh, which, of course, has only fed into this radical ideology. But, you know, uh, as a first step, uh, we have to stand up and speak out. Now, we we are just a few days past uh, September 11th. You know, it was 17 years, and I did write an op-ed for the Clarion Project, in which I said, what did we learn? We actually haven't really moved ahead, because what we are not addressing is the root, which is the ideology. Uh, you know, it's a band-aid solution to constantly stamp out terrorism because that's going to pop up all over the world until and unless we accept that this is a subversive agenda, this is a war on our values, and uh, we need to, to tackle the ideology. So when I went, came to the Twin Cities, I came to speak to legislature and to law enforcement and to say, you know, do you understand the ideology? Because that is the first step in finding the solution is to understand what the problem is. But if we are not allowed to even talk about the problem, uh, it wasn't that uh, some of the legislators were not only uh, unhappy to have me there, they were actually uh, promoting uh, propaganda against me in the media and did not want me to come and speak there. But I did. And as you say, uh, you know, this kind of publicity can only be good because they're afraid to address the issue. So what is going to be the result that they're going to wait for another, God forbid, 9-11 before they're going to wake up and say, oh, oops, we had a problem?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: We don't want that. once again We we're... want to be able to address the issue.
2: Absolutely. Once again, we are joined by uh, Raheel Raza, a well-known uh, Canadian Muslim reformer and an international uh, human rights activist. Uh, Ms. Raza, we do have a phone call on Line 1. Uh, Mark is in St. Louis Park. He is joining the broadcast. Mark, thanks for calling in. You're on.
1: Brad, great show. Um, uh, I was watching C-SPAN yesterday, and Boris Johnson, the former mayor of London and the former foreign secretary of England, said the biggest problem in the, the Muslim countries is a culture of not educating its female citizens. Mm. And I'll, I'll hang up and listen. I'll get like the comment. Thanks. Okay, Ms. Raza.
4: Yes, I do believe that educating the women. Um, if I understand the question, it's about the women, right? Yes. It's yes about yes um and and uh, you know educating uh, the women is fifty percent of the of the issue solved right there, but it's not only the women, the men have to be educated in in countries mm-hmm. where there is uh total poverty and where these are misogynist and patriarchal societies. Yep where they don't allow the women to get educated. But, you know, in the reform movement, some of the biggest steps and the biggest changes are coming from women who are educated, who are enlightened, who are visionary, and who are looking at at this problem. So, uh, you know, as a women's rights activist, as a mother and a grandmother, I definitely 100% believe that educating the women is a large part of the problem solved because they are the nurturers, they are the teachers. They are the ones who will teach a young man whether to be a loyal citizen or to be a suicide mob, and so yes, a large part of that responsibility on us. But we have to also teach them men. we have to teach young boys that violence is not the solution, that gender equality is important. They have to respect women equally, and this is an ongoing issue that we deal with.
2: One of the organizations that is uh, prominent in the United States that is often cited as kind of the advocate. Uh, for Muslims, or on behalf of Muslims, and particularly uh, Islamic movement, is the Council on American Islamic Relations or CARE. Uh, Ms. Raza, have you personally or your organization, have had have you had any dialogue with this particular organization?
4: Well, they're not an organization that one would really want to have a dialogue with. They're okay. unindicted the co-conspirators <laughs> in the Texas terrorism trial. They have been labeled a terrorist organization by a Muslim country, which is the United Arab Emirates. Okay. They have tried to top a screening of Honor Diaries, which was a film made by the Clarion Project about honor-based violence in Muslim majority societies. and while they like to say that they are the voice of American Muslims, Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the percentages, you'll find that they are not. They they, um, shouldn't have the audacity to speak. Nobody is the voice of Muslims. Even I speak only for myself. And, you know, we are individuals who have a right to speak for ourselves, and they are part of the problem. They are not part of the solution. So, uh, yes, I, I would be happy to have a dialogue with them, but it would be a very different dialogue because we are not on the same page. Uh, what CARE promotes, and they have a branch in Canada as well, is a victim ideology. Okay. that no matter what happens, Muslims are the victims. We are not. We are thriving citizens of a Western democracy where we have all our rights, but we need to also have a sense of responsibility. And, you know, along, I mean, this is a whole other conversation about loyalty to the land in which we live, about a sense of responsibility, what we teach our children. And, you know, that's an important component of the reform that has to come, is how we bring up our children as Western citizens and yet Muslims. So, uh, care is problematic. They are, uh, you know, very much against our openness and our honesty about the problems within the Muslim community. But I, uh, you know, often get the analogy that if you're a doctor, you'll understand if there's a virus, it needs to be diagnosed, Mm -hmm. it needs to be acknowledged, isolated, and then treated. Once again, we're... jihadist ideology is a virus.
2: Once again, we're joined by uh, Raheel Raz again, uh, a member of the uh, Muslim Reformer Movement, an international human rights activist. We only have a couple of minutes remaining in our visit with Miss Raza. Uh, Dan in Hopkins is online. When he has a question, go ahead, Dan. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
1: Thank you. It's fun listening, and, and it's uh, it's a it's a very noble thing you're doing. Um, but I was wondering, have you considered uh, Christianity in light of um, you know the resurrection of Jesus Christ? and um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and love the Lord that God with all the heart, soul, and mind.
2: Is that, is that, the, the, is that a question for Ms. Raza, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, if she, yeah, if she considered Jesus Christ um, as the Savior of the world, as he claims, is it something you thought about?
2: Okay, Ms. Raza?
4: Well, yes, as a practicing observant Muslim, I very much revere Jesus Christ and his teachings, And I believe that Jesus Christ was a savior and will continue to be a savior for the world. But the work that I have to do still has to remain as a Muslim, because that is where the change has to come. Um, You know, I have absolutely no problem accepting Jesus Christ in my life. In fact, I do, because he's very much a part of the Quran and part of what we are taught as a faith. So thank you for that.
2: Appreciate the call, Dan. Thank you very much. Uh, We do have a couple of minutes remaining. Uh, for uh, Raheel Raza, uh, Miss Raza, uh, we want to give you an. Op- I know we have a lot of listeners that are obviously fascinated by uh, your work and and the discussion today. Uh, w- are there particular, any prominent events, or uh, I guess a, a place to start would be a website where people can maybe keep track of your events, maybe have the opportunity to hear you speak? Because I know a lot of folks were surprised uh, that you came through town earlier this year. Would have loved to have the opportunity to hear more from you. So if people could possibly get in touch with you via social media, website, or whatnot, I would like to give you the opportunity uh, to promote those venues, uh, Raheel Raza. Thank you. Thank you. I have a
4: Facebook page. My name Rahil Raheel Raza. My Twitter tag is Raheel Raza. Uh, The website to follow is www.clarianproject.org. I write for them regularly, and they uh, advertise where I'll be speaking. I do plan to come back to the Twin Cities to bring a documentary that is being made by the Clarion Project called Jihad Generation, which is about the radicalization of youth. And we have a campaign in which we want to teach resilience on how to address this issue before it's too late. So, yes, I will be back and I'll be happy to meet people and speak to them because a conversation and dialogue and communication are one of the most important uh, steps in which we can, uh, you know, minimize the differences amongst us and understand each other better.
2: Once again, uh, for those of you uh, who are uh, tuning in, com. that's R-A-H-E-E-L, rahilraza R-A-Z-A, R-A-Z-A com. and again, uh fascinating d- discussion. Check out our Facebook page and uh, uh, Twitter as well. And, uh, Ms. Raza, we, we definitely appreciate your uh, time today and uh, the yeoman's work that you are uh, putting forth in this uh, very important movement. Uh, for whatever reason, a lot of folks like to uh, perhaps look the other way to some of the uh, human rights abuses that are taking place in some of these countries and seem to... Uh, uh, denigrate Western values, while at the same time turning a blind eye to what's happening in some of these uh, prominent countries like Iran. So thank you so much for all of the work you're doing. And uh, uh, we'd love to have you on again in the future and love to uh, check in Thanks. with you if indeed you come back.
4: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And don't forget to sign up for a newsletter at the thecladianproject.com. Okay.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, Raheel Raza has been our guest again, a uh, prominent uh, human rights activist and the uh, founding member, a founding member of the Muslim Reformer Movement, AM1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch Berg another segment coming up on the broadcast in mere moments. Go nowhere.
0: Are you looking for that next extraordinary experience? Learn how to dance with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom.
3: You and a partner get 20 lessons for just eight fifty. That's half price.
0: American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style.
3: You will have the time of your life as you learn.
0: 20 dance lessons for just eight fifty from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Learn to dance and love to dance from American Classic Ballroom.
3: Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800.
1: New customers only. Wealthy, middle class, or business owners, you're on your financial journey, but with an emergency break on. That break is debt. And it's just going to get worse with a new tax law. You see sixty percent of taxpayers who used the home interest deduction in twenty seventeen will effectively not be able to do so in twenty eighteen. Think about that. Daniel Altwood with your family bank here. We've provided a solution to this debt dilemma for over twenty years, using it. You could cut the length of your debt, including your mortgage, in half and save tens of thousands of dollars. It works, and we can prove it to you. Our solution is not debt consolidation. Get your free ebook and analysis. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Be bold. Take action. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. God bless you, the Patriot, and God bless America. able to live your dream retirement starts with your decisions today learn to develop the skills and confidence to own your financial future with a best-in-class education at online trading academy we are the world leader in creating traders and investors let us help you improve your returns and create income you can use now and in retirement call today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use keyword ota Again, pound 250, keyword OTA.
7: Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something You need to know, the majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com.
2: Welcome back, am 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network... 651-289-4488 651-289-4488 four, four, eight, eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. It's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Again, it's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Bird. I am normally heard Sundays from 1 to 3 at AM 1280 the Patriot. Mitch is normally heard in this time slot from 1 to 3 p.m. He is a headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am the closer, closing out weekends. And don't forget to tune into our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. It is the King Banyan Show. And speaking of King, Mitch, and myself, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you all on Thursday, October 25th, at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. For the Battleground Talkers Tour, as prominent national hosts Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Michael Medved will be in town to talk about the midterm elections. Now, these guys are going to different battleground states where Republicans have a chance to maybe increase their majority, maintain their majority. Minnesota is one of the rare states where there are Democrat-held seats that are ripe for a flip to Republican, particularly in congressional districts 1 and 8 the Attorney General's Office with Doug Wardlow running against the deplorable Keith Ellison. Certainly an opportunity for a flip. Uh, from my mouth to God's ears, uh, Karen Housley becoming a U.S. Senator, longtime friend of the broadcast, and Jeff Johnson becoming governor. There is an opportunity for Republicans in this state, which is rare in the state of Minnesota, but it is it, it is a possibility. So go to m1280thepatriot.com, click on the Battleground Talkers Tour banner, and get your tickets today. Now, folks, there's only two tickets remaining for the VIP dinner, and both of those happen to be seats at Michael Medved's table. Once those two are gone, the VIP dinner is sold out. However, you can still get a ticket to the main event if you want to sit in general admission seating. Those are a little under 30 bucks. If you want to sit in preferred seating, those are a little under 50 bucks. And just come in here, Dennis, Larry, and Michael pontificate on the midterm elections. I mean, that's the main event. But regardless, King, Mitch, and I, the Northern Alliance Trader Network, we're going to be there. We're looking forward to it. These are phenomenal events. It's going to sell out. We always warn you ahead of time they're going to sell out, and if you don't heed our warning, sorry, folks, it's on you. You're going to miss out. But go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner, get more information. And I always recall a very nice lady that called into my broadcast and said, you know, I don't like to use the Internet a whole lot. Is there a number I can call? Yeah, as a matter of fact, there is. Area code 651-405-8800. Again, 651-405-8800. That is the main line. If you just tell them you want more information about the Battleground Talkers Tour, they will put you in touch with the correct person. And, heck, you could probably even order tickets by calling that number. They'll get you to the correct person. We want you to be there. If you want to be there, we want you there. We're looking forward to it. These are always so much fun. I want to get back to some more news from this past week. You know, we've talked a lot on this show about the kneeling during the national anthem in the NFL to the point where I, I, I really kind of get tired of talking about it because my stance from day one is it doesn't bother me. I don't care. I'm not, I like football. The fact that I continue to watch football has nothing to do with what those players think of my worldview, my politics. I, I don't care. I just don't. You know, as long as teams, you know, my, my, my personal preference would be they not kneel during the national anthem but the fact they do it's like look if if their team their employer private corporation is okay with it sanctions it what do i care you know but my preference would be that teams would be able to set their own individual national anthem policy that's obviously not the case whatever and obviously colin kaepernick was the one who started this two years ago and it's been kind of a raging controversy ever since particularly because our president seems to want to continue to 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 stick his nose in this particular battle. I mean, had the president just not acknowledged it at all, the protests were pretty well dissipating. You know, not nearly as many players were kneeling last year as they were, say, in 2016. But when the president came out and spoke out against it, guess what? More and more players knelt, which I fully, wholeheartedly support on principle because no agent of the government, particularly the top executive in our country's government, should have word one to say about how Americans protest. It's that simple. So I fully supported the the players protesting in response to President Trump saying, I wish the, the owners would say, ah, you're fired. Get off the field. Okay? Very inappropriate. Didn't like it. I bring all this up because, of course, the latest in this culture war battle was, of course, Nike tennis shoes where they decided on the 30th anniversary of their Just Do It advertising campaign, Nike chose to put Colin Kaepernick as a face of this campaign. I mean, he's a well-known name. I mean, he, he did well as a quarterback, led the 49ers to the Super Bowl after the 2012 season. He's had success as a quarterback, so it's not like he was some third stringer or practice squad quarterback unlike the Cleveland Browns. Sorry, Hugh Hewitt. They're taking a shot at his Cleveland Browns here. <laughs> they haven't won a game in two years! Sorry! It's just a fact. The point is, is that he was a well-known quarterback and then became even more well-known to the general public because he decided to be very public with his protest of the national anthem or during the national anthem. He wasn't protesting the national anthem, per se. They See, that's a thing a lot of people forget. He wasn't protesting the national anthem, per se, as much as it was he couldn't stand for a symbol of a country that he feels oppresses people. Now, here's where I think people are misguided in this debate. Support his right to protest all he wants but actually refute his worldview, particularly when he's wearing a T-shirt of Fidel Castro, yet in the same breath says America oppresses its citizens, some of its citizens. Okay, And again, if you ever want to hear one of the best takedowns of this, uh, Cuban-born Armando Salguero, who's a beat writer for the Miami Dolphins, I believe the Miami Herald, had a conference call with Kaepernick in November of 2016 when the 49ers were going to come in to play the Dolphins. And Salgero basically blew up Kaepernick's worldview on Castro about how Cuba, they, uh, uh, they spend more money in education than they do their prison systems, unlike America, which is the stupidest thing ever because you don't need to spend a lot of money to maintain a gulag or a firing squad. All you need is a concrete wall. So that's stupid, first off. And then to say that Cuba has a higher literacy rate is just factually wrong. And it's easy to refute that. So my my thing is, I want Colin Kaepernick to shout from the hills what his beliefs are because guess what? They're easy to knock down. But the fact that we distract it with other things takes away from his moronic arguments. So Nike decides to make him the face of their advertising campaign. And initially, their market share in tennis shoes took a dip. But then all of a sudden, their stock has gone through the roof, and I believe they reached a record for individual stock price this past week. And you could argue it's all about the publicity this received. I mean, people are saying, what, Nike is crazy? They have, I mean, half their client base probably votes Republican, and you're going to alienate half your consumer base? But they didn't look at it that way. They see, you know what? there may be a handful of people that actually pay attention day to day to these kind of events these kind of news stories I you know myself being one of them simply because it's my part-time job I talk about it on the weekends on this radio show that's why I pay rapt attention and yeah I'm an engaged citizen and I'd like to think that I would pay more attention than the average person but I guarantee you if I did not have a political talk show I wouldn't pay near as much attention as I do now you know I still blog regularly at bradcarlson.org and excuse me, north.com. So obviously, it would behoove me to pay attention to kind of form opinions and therefore be able to pontificate for a couple of hours. But Nike looked at it as, look, we're a billion-dollar corporation. We're going to take a stand. We believe it's the right thing to do. And if we lose customers we lose market share, so be it. And you know what? Even if I disagree with Nike's progressive worldview, I, I say, you know what? Kudos. Kudos to have that kind of conviction. Because all too often, corporations who may take a more conservative approach to political and social issues allow themselves to be bullied by the social justice mob. And therefore, they back off. I mean, look at look at when uh, Target, back when Target Corporation here in, I believe it was 2010, well, yeah, it was obviously 2010 when Tom Emmer was a Republican candidate for governor. They donated to Tom Emmer's campaign. Well, people pitched a fit because Tom Emmer was pro-traditional marriage. And that was still an issue that was on the table back then with same-sex marriage. And It's it's now the law of the land, of course, but back in 2010, it was still a divided issue and it wasn't settled law. And so therefore, people had to fit, how could you donate to a candidate who opposes same-sex marriage? And of course, Target didn't look at it that way. They're looking at it, well, we look at governor a potential Governor Emmer and feel it would be more prosperous for our business climate. They were making a business decision. Well, they were bullied by the social justice mob and Target essentially relented and, and backed off of it. So my point is that I just wish there were more companies, if they had a conservative mindset, conservative worldview, that they would stick to it and just weather the storm. Because Nike was willing to say, you know what? Yeah, half our customer base probably is Republicans. We're not looking to offend anybody. We just happen to take this stance. If it means losing market share, so be it. We believe it's that important, and you know what? I may disagree with it, but I absolutely, positively applaud that conviction. I do. I absolutely do, and I've said it a hundred times. I wish more organizations, and again, if they had a, a right of center worldview, I wish they would stand that strong. Sadly, they don't. You know, and it's it's goes back to the mindset you know when michael jordan was obviously the high profile face of, of nike tennis shoes and jordan was a was a democrat and there were prominent democrats who asked him to come out and speak on behalf of candidates and he wouldn't do it cuz his mantra was republicans buy sneakers too so michael jordan was approaching it from a business standpoint i don't want to alienate i don't want to alienate folks so i'm not going to do it and and, and i talked about this a few weeks ago you have, these athletes have every right to speak out on issues about which they are passionate because they're, it's, they're citizens of this country too. I've ne- again, I've never been a big fan of, ah, shut up and dribble or ah, shut up and golf or shut up and shoot a free throw, or whatever. I, I'm not a big fan of that because again, all these guys are engaged citizens and, and, and ladies. There are plenty of, uh, there are plenty of women who are coming out and being politically active. They're all engaged citizens. They have every right to speak out. Okay. Do they have a larger platform? Of course. You know, does that kind of alter the playing field a little bit? Well, of course it does because someone like LeBron James, who's more left of center, has got a bigger platform than some loudmouth like me on the radio. Okay. So I can't have the kind of influence he does. So it's, it's, he's got a, he's got a definite advantage over me. But guess what? You know, there are hundreds of thousands of people like me that if we all use our individual voices and speak up, you know, maybe we can make our voices heard. It wouldn't necessarily combat the big platform some of these celebrities have. But that's another area, too, athletes. You know, there are professional athletes and, 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 and celebrities, particularly in, in Hollywood, where it's not nearly as friendly for a conservative as it is a progressive. So they're hesitant to speak up because they don't want their opportunities to dry up. But you know what, if I dare say that if you do stand on your convictions, that's something that's going to resonate with people, even if they disagree with you. I mean, just asked, uh, David French brought this up in a a, um, a National Review piece this past week. You know, look at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was, you know, they're one of the few corporations with more conservative ideals that was willing to stand up for what they believed in. I mean, think about how much more business they would generate if they opened on Sundays. But guess what? Because of their faith, they say, we're observing Sunday as a day of rest, day of the Sabbath. We're not opening on Sundays. Could we make a lot more money if we open it on Sundays? Yeah, you bet you could. Think of all the people who, after they're done I know my wife and I, after going to church on Sundays, we'd probably go to Chick-fil-A. A lot of church-going folks would. Because if I know anything about people that they go to church, you know they, that part of the tradition, being with their families Sunday morning, is then going out to a late breakfast, early lunch. But Chick Fil A, they said, you know what, the business isn't as important as our principles, as our ideals, and the the CEO of Chick Fil A happened to be a proponent of traditional marriage. And when that was found out, I, you even had the you even had the mayor of New York City, Bill De Blasio, trying to force Chick Fil A out of New York City because they don't think correctly. So I guess I should maybe backtrack. I wish more. I shouldn't say no conservative organizations stand up, but just not enough of them do. So Chick-fil-A is a prime example of that. And so, like I said, if you're passionate in your ideals and you don't mind losing business, I can at least respect that if at least disagree, at least disagree with it. And here's the thing, and I'll make my last point here because I know we got to go to a break here quick. People who are protesting the Nike decision, some of them burning their Nike apparel, that doesn't even make any sense. You already bought it. What good is that going to do, other than pure symbolism? You know, if again, protest however you want, that's all fine and good. But I just didn't understand it. But I will say that uh, those progressives who um, donned those hats that looked like lady parts—you got no right to criticize anybody for their method of protest. I'll just throw that out there to you. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show on Twitter for any comments or questions. And we have one final se- short segment coming up on the broadcast. Me, Brad Carlson, in for Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
5: Welcome to the big time. you are bound to be a star. And even if you don't go all
0: the way, I know that you AM 1280 the Patriot.
2: Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world, and it's open to the public. This place is simply awesome. There are five different sporting clay courses that provide 30 different shooting scenarios. Memberships are available as well. You can hunt pheasants, turkey, partridge, ducks, and more. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Maybe try some of their delicious bacon-wrapped pheasant bites. For pricing and details, visit horseandhunt.com. Are
0: your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands Thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660.
2: When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call
0: 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care.
6: On September 17, 1787, Congress signed the U.S. Constitution, which defined our government and guaranteed our rights. Each September, we celebrate Constitution Day, and though the framers never imagined the cell phone, they did ensure your right to free speech and self-determination, which is exactly what Patriot Mobile is all about. Patriot Mobile celebrates the founding fathers and your values and is the only cell phone carrier that supports conservative causes while also providing you the same nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk, and text for less money and no hidden fees. So, in honor of that day in 1787, Patriot Mobile is offering all data plans for 1787 for your first month of service. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com or call 1 800 APATRIOT. Get unlimited talk, text, and data for 1787 for your first month. Go to patriotmobile.com or call 1 800 APATRIOT. Let's celebrate Constitution Day and support our rights one call at a time.
2: AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network It is me, Brad Carlson Filling in for Mitch Berg Mitch will be in for me tomorrow On AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network From 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in You know what I find most fascinating About this whole Nike saga? is a fact that they got all of these lily-white, hipster, social justice warriors to all of a sudden saying, WTF, I love Nike now! Yeah, you know how they, uh, 2.5%, they only pay assembly line workers 2.5% of its production costs, and they don't allow independent inspections of working conditions, and... I guess working conditions are so insufferable. There have been workers that have been known to faint from heat exhaustion, and uh, there's uh, forced overtime, wage theft. They padlock exit doors. But yet these uh, these these uh, people who like to fancy themselves as a branch of Occupy Wall Street. We love Nike because they made Colin Kaepernick the face of the brand. Is that all it took? You know, I that's, a, that's from a Jim Garrity piece I'm reading from right now. Uh, Jim Garrity put this together a couple weeks ago when Kaepernick first became the face of the Nike campaign. It's like finally they're building coalitions. This is this just this just feels like one big troll job to everybody, to everybody, to uh, conservatives who say, "Well, you don't like uh, you don't like Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the the national anthem, and you, you you feel all smug and satisfied because he's out of the league right now." Well, we're going to make them the face of our campaign, and our stock is going to hit record prices. And you're burning your apparel that you're already that you're already paid for, and then you've got your you know your social justice warriors, you know, again who like to like to pride themselves or consider themselves to be part of the Occupy Wall Street, which was a resounding failure back in 2011. But they like to resurrect it, it in different factions, I guess. You know, you you claim to be all for the little guy you know it doesn't get any more obscure within a huge conglomerate like Nike than say a production worker you know folks who work hard trying to earn a living and you you say you're all for fair wages and you know uh, uh, what what a, another socialist utopia like uh, forced, uh, uh, forced uh forced in income and uh, what what do they call it like a basic income? Okay, that they're trying to get government to mandate minimum wage laws, you know, sick leave, all this kind of other stuff. And Nike seems to violate all those tenants that you seem to hold near and dear. But because your progressive hero, Colin Kaepernick, is the face of the campaign now, it's like, I love Nike now, whatever. But here's just an overall greater point. If I were to boycott entertainment or products – Based on something that a celebrity or a CEO said that was in disagreement with my politics, I, 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 I wouldn't watch first of all, I'd probably watch no TV, go to no movie theaters. Excuse me, and I'd probably wear in some of the most drab looking clothes ever. you know because it just gets to a point that if you like a product and it's done well by you, Okay, the CEO of the company who manufactured it, you may be in disagreement with their politics, but you know what? They put on a good product. And again, far be it from me to tell you how to live your life. You want to boycott something because of so- something that someone said or did. I-, I just can't imagine living that way. I mean, think about it. You, you go to a restaurant you say, hey, uh, you know, you get together with some friends. Hey, we're going to meet at this restaurant tonight. And honest to God, I bet you there are some people out there who will get on Google immediately? Google this restaurant, find out who owns it, and find out the worldview of the people who own it, and make sure that they have the right worldview. Otherwise, they're not going to patronize your business. Honest to God, there—I I would be willing to bet there are people out there like that. What a way to live! I can't imagine living that way. But there we have it. That—that's how some people live. And you know, like I say, Nike. Kudos to Nike. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with uh, some of their company's policies and obviously their, uh, their board's uh, progressive worldview. But at the end of the day, they seem to manage to troll both the left and the right, hardcore left and hardcore right on this particular issue. No easy feat. Ladies and gentlemen, I have enjoyed it. Thanks, as always, for allowing me to uh, play in Mitch's little uh, sandbox here. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow right here on AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week
7: time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey
2: or beer, closing time. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Barack Obama returned to the campaign trail last week with a strident and wide-ranging rebuke of President Trump and Republicans. He was asking voters to remember the good old days when he was in charge. But let's not forget the fruits of his labor. Here at home, he oversaw anemic economic growth, fought for a costly health care law that has increased premiums and imposed stifling regulations. Abroad, he pursued a foolish nuclear deal with Iran, failed to articulate a comprehensive strategy for eradicating radical Islamic terrorism, and did not deal decisively with Syria, a failing that has resulted in human suffering to this day. During campaign season, it's natural for politicians to exaggerate a little in making their case. But we shouldn't let President Obama get away with a complete rewrite of his own history in office. I'm Lon He Chen.
5: For more information, please visit
0: townhallreview.com. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program.
3: Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops. Draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wNAV video.com.
5: You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need more hair dot com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need more dot com. AM twelve eighty.